cliffcentral.com. Here's Dr. Hanan. Let's get into some important stuff. Hey, Doc, how are you? Hey, guys, I'm doing well. How are you doing? Hey, Doc. Awesome. Maybe I always one of forget these... when Dr. Hanan's coming on that he's listening to us before. And then I think <laughs> of the last thing I said, and then I think how embarrassing that I just said that in front of a psychologist. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Hanan is like, oh, Leanne has problems. Leanne has problems. <laughs> we all have problems. Okay, so uh, we can talk at another stage about self-control and whether or not people are responsible for their own uh, weight and all of that stuff, because I'm sure you deal with plenty of that too. I mean, it's... It, Often it's a mental very health conversation, very much so. Yeah. Discipline, self-control, and the right. opposite of being impulsive. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good topic. So we don't have time for that this morning because I've got a, an email here from Sasha who emailed you for advice on how to best deal with this difficult situation without causing a rift between her partner and his parents. So listen to this. Uh, Sasha says, "My boyfriend and I have been together for over two years. We recently decided to move in together." This decision is not made lightly. We had numerous discussions and finances, living arrangements, conversations, etc. Unfortunately, my boyfriend's parents are not as enthusiastic about our decision. I understand their reservations stem from cultural and religious beliefs, but given that we're not married. So obviously the parents want them to be married before they move in together. Despite this, given the current economic climate, it seems practical for us to cohabit and save for our future together. I'm hesitant to engage in conversations with his parents, as it seems they may not be receptive to logic and the reality of our circumstances. Hmm. What do you say, Doc? Um, so there are a couple of um, important points here, and uh, relationships are not a you know, straight line. They're very nuanced. And, of course, it would be easy to say, well, you know, turn to your future potential uh, parents and law and just say, if you, this is our lives, we're going to move in together mm -hmm. whether you like it or not. But I don't think it has to be as simple as that, or it needs to be, or it must be as simple as that. I think a couple of things that you've got to consider. Life sometimes puts you on the fence and you have a choice between easy and easy. And those are really beautiful moments and life kind of offers you a gift. And whatever you choose, you're going to gain. And sometimes life puts you in an even easier position where you have a choice between easy and hard or something that's valuable and something that's not. And then that's an even easier because the contrast is so stark and so different. You choose the one that's more valuable. But sometimes life puts you in a position where you have a dis uh, decision between disgusting and despicable, or difficult mm. and even worse. And this is one of these cases. How do we manage a situation where, well, I want to move in with my boyfriend because it's financially viable, this is what you want to do, great love, blah, blah, blah. But how do I not upset his parents? And yeah. the, it seems in this case that you're going to upset someone. There's a cost to either position. So if you're going to move in with your boyfriend, you're going to upset his parents. And if you're not going to move in with your boyfriend, then obviously financially there's a cost to that as well. And you have to ask yourself, where is there more value and less cost? Now, what I will say to you, first of all, that it's not you that should be addressing his parents. It's him that should be addressing, addressing his parents. And the reason why I would say he should be addressing his parents, because obviously I'm assuming the relationship between him and his parents are much closer than your relationship with his parents. And you shouldn't be seen as the bad one making these decisions. So I would first of all sit down with your boyfriend and ask, well, which one has got more value and less cost out of the two positions that we have? So moving in, well, there's a certain cost to your parents and then being upset with us. 
and you know your parents, turn to the boyfriend and say, you know your parents better than I do, or we both know your parents, will they be able to adapt and eventually accept us? The answer will either be yes, or maybe, or no. Now, that's option number one. Option number two, let's stay separate. Let's not move in together, not upset your parents. Now, what is the cost of our, on our relationship? Uh, are we going to be able to steer to? Financially, are we going to be able to manage? And manage? Mm. Will we then, by the way, resent your parents for putting us in that position and work right. out the cost in that case? So work out the value and the cost. And once you have decided together as a team what decision we should be making, and it could be one or the other or somewhere in between, your boyfriend should go out and speak to his parents and negotiate. And be very firm in terms of your position and make sure that he doesn't throw you under the bus because it's very easy to turn to the parents and say, well, my, you know, Sasha uh, made this decision. But no, it's this is what's right for us as a unit, understanding that your relationship with your husband, your husband's relationship with you is going to think that's going to carry you for the next 50 years. That relationship is paramount. We've made a decision and this is what we're going to do and be able to negotiate maybe somewhere in the middle, but let your boyfriend have this conversation. I mean, that all sounds easy to do, Doc, but we know that people play games and that um, there's manipulation that'll happen. And you just mentioned one of the potential manipulation things that could happen is that like he in that moment says, oh, well, it's what she wants. You kind of have to, you have to do this even in business. You have to be very honest. You have to say, this is what I'm interested in. This is what you're interested in. This is where they diverge. This is where they come together. We're a team in this or... As an individual, this is how I feel. But for some people, it's very difficult to stand on their own two feet, though. We've just got to admit that up front, is that like, whether it's confidence, whether it's not being sure of your argument, um, a lot of people aren't, aren't comfortable just coming out with what they really want and saying what they actually mean. As a matter of fact, I think that's the most difficult uh, question. If you ask 100 people, what do you want? 99 will be like, uh, and they'll mumble and they stumble the way through the answer because people don't know what they want. You know, people mm-hmm. uh, do this experiment. Ask yourself, ask the people that are closest to you, what do you want? Uh, mm-hmm. What are your goals in life? And people will just mumble. They start speaking gibberish. And all they'll give you a very general answer. I want to be happy. I want to be successful. I want to be uh, wealthy. I want to have good. I mean, those are areas very fluffy nonsense. It doesn't mean anything. So you're right, people don't know what they want, but that is why it's so important for Sasha and her boyfriend to sit down and decide what do they want as a unit and what are they willing to negotiate and compromise. And by the way, again, these are all just kind of general conversation pieces or points. I don't know the relationship between the fiance or the boyfriend and the parents. Maybe they have an unbelievable relationship and you can turn to them and say, can you understand X, one Maybe the parents are very mature. Maybe the parents are very immature and maybe the yeah. parents financially support them. So now they yeah. have a little bit more leverage and now you have to give in a little bit more than you expected to. So right. this is all very nuanced and we don't have all the data, but what is important is for Sasha and her boyfriend to agree on a position and what they're willing to compromise and negotiate on and let the boyfriend go and communicate. All right, but Doc, um, another problem that we've got here is that as you say, there's a financial aspect to this. They even acknowledge that in the email, Sasha does. Um, Some people are not economically 
independent. They're not financially capable of making a decision without that decision impacting where the money's coming from, who controls the purse strings, or whatever else that is. And people will use that as an excuse too. They say, oh, well, we, we didn't have an option because of money, or we had to do what his parents wanted because they were providing us with the money, or they own the house that we live in, or whatever. Uh, at what point does that sound like an excuse? And at what point is that a feasible and justifiable situation for you to bring into, into play in a conversation about this? I think it's very important. I was reading an article actually last night, uh, the top 50 things that have been gone in the past 50 years. And one of them mm. was the rotary phone. The other one was owning a house. Mm. And uh, people financially are much less likely to be able to afford to own a house these days than they were 50 years ago. So financially, yeah. it is a real thing. You know, where parents are supporting, they're helping, they are giving money, they are paying bonds, they're helping with raising kids, mm -hmm. even your kids, their grandchildren. So that is mm -hmm. real and that can't be ignored. So again, if that is your position and you cannot afford to live separately and you have to move in together because of financial reasons, well, that's your non-negotiable. But on the other hand, if he, his parents are supporting you financially, well, then they have a lot more leverage and you know the, the golden rule, whoever has the gold makes the rules. So if they have the financial leverage, well, then they yeah. make the rules. That's just the way it works. But again, yeah. that has to be discussed in the conversation with us. I have a question, Doug. So how do you argue, like what, uh, logic to someone who's just arguing from basis of emotion? Because it seems like Sasha has a very valid point, but I just know it will be like, uh, if, if you respect us as parents, then you will do what we say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's such a good it's, it's such a good question. We should have a whole show about it. But you know, uh, but you know, when you go logic versus emotion, it's like mixing oil and water. Yeah. The logic doesn't understand emotion. Emotion doesn't understand logic. The in this case, you always want to try to bring it back to fact, to bring it back to logic. Because when you have two emotional conversations, it's like having two little kids arguing and start talking about things that are not even part of the conversation. And then what happens is personal insults are being thrown either way. So always bring back, back to the facts. But I will say this, once you make a decision as a couple, stick to that decision, because I will always say this, human beings are terrible at predicting. We can't predict for anything, but we are amazing at adapting. But we can only adapt to what's real. And if you, as a couple, choose to move in together, your parents will adapt. And if you choose to not move in together, your relationship will adapt. As long as you mm -hmm. commit to a position and don't, don't vacillate between one or the other. All right. Well, there's some hard and solid advice there. I don't think everybody wants to necessarily hear it, but that's what you've got to pay attention to. I love it. Thanks, Doc. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. All right, we'll talk, we'll talk about this self-discipline and self-control thing. Oh, it's a powerful. Bit it's powerful. Yeah, it's it's you tell All right, thanks. Very nice All to right, see you, Dr. Hanan. And uh, almost the end of the year. So uh, we, we had our, our lunch with Dr. Hanan the other day. We do it like a once-a-year thing. And um, I, I wish we could do it more, but then I almost feel like I was going to uh, therapy. Although, I'll tell you what. He, he sits there and, and uh, he's as, as smart and useful as he is on the show. 
and and you walk out of there feeling like you've got some good advice. I hope that 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 is what Monday mornings do for you. And if it doesn't, we've got to we've got to rework that. So send in your questions like Sasha did. And if you've got an issue that you need resolved, remember you can come to us for a free session. It could be mediation. It could be just some general advice. You know, how often do you get like the best psychologist in Joburg to help yeah. you out? And the rest of us learn from it. So you don't have to feel embarrassed. Whatever your problem is, like, you know, Sasha's problem is not, she's not the only one, guaranteed. Um, you bring it, the rest of us benefit from it. You're doing a bit of philanthropy at the same time. You're helping along all the other people. I say, bring your problem. Whomsoever wants to come, let him come. Bring your problem. <laughs> We're ready to Come, hear. my son. All right.